Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and happy Tuesday. So glad to have you with us. And uh, it is the 7 o'clock Central Standard Time hour, so you know what that means. This show is sponsored by P4P Muscles, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to drive your goals like a Mack truck through ice cream, then check us out at P4PMuscle.com. And now let's talk. I am Desiree Fletcher Carruthers, and he is Kalen Patterson. And when he gets here, he'll say hello. And together we are P4P Real Talk. And tonight we are going to be getting real with a fantastic phenomenal athlete we've had on the show before. Um, We've had her on, you know, talking about a lot of different topics. I think most recently we were talking about body shaving and body shaming in the reverse. I know a lot of people think about body shaving when it comes to individuals who are overweight, but we were talking about body shaving um, of bodybuilding athletes, female bodybuilders. And uh, if you want to check that out, um, it's in our archives. You're going to look for Lorita Ward because that is the gal that's with us tonight. And, Lorita, I know you are no stranger to people People Talk, but we are growing all the time, have new listeners all the time. So please introduce yourself and let our listener land know a little bit about you before we get started with the show. Hi there, Desiree. Thank you for having me on again. I told my husband it's just like calling a friend after a couple of times. It's like, <laughs> it's no big deal, but it's an honor on the same. So, so yeah, I've been competing since I was 35. I started kind of late, but I've always been into fitness. And this last year I told myself I was going to give myself a little break and I was just going to come in hard for the Yorton Cup. And that was my big show that I just um, had two weeks ago. And because I'm a little bit crazy, I ended up competing in four other shows before that one this year. Um, I live in North Carolina as of last week. Actually, I moved to North Carolina two days after the Yorton Cup. My husband's in the Army. What? And, yes, and I'm an Alaska girl. So I'm from Kodiak, Alaska. So there's a few wow. bits of information I- I have got to start paying closer attention <laughs> to social media. Oh, my goodness. I if you this was commonality. I had, I, no. There you go, Kaylin. You had the deets and didn't even fill me <laughs> in. But I had no idea you moved. So I guess congratulations all around. Are you all settled? I mean, and that after a major competition, I'm sure things had to have been totally crazy. Thank you. Yeah, you know, someone just asked me a couple of days ago, do you work well under pressure? You must work well under pressure. And I'm like, well, I guess. But it's really a team thing because I was actually able to move out of my house and clear my house, clean it from top down on Thursday, and then compete in Yorton on Saturday, and then move into my house wow. on Monday in North Carolina. So. A lot of it has to do with my husband. I said, look, i got to walk out right now because all this dust is getting to me. with My allergies, I can't afford, you know, to come down with an allergy attack right before Yorton. So handle it. 
and I left. I went to the hotel the last day <laughs> that we were moving out. So if it wasn't for that teamwork that we have, you know, I definitely couldn't do it. Okay. Now, before we go any further, and you just talked about handling, we got to talk about the snake story. Because oh, it, my goodness. It, yeah, yeah. Come on. Share. Share. Because there's the I kid you not, like I said, I grew up in Kodiak, Alaska, and I really attribute how I grew up, you know, in helping me in my bodybuilding career quite a bit because I grew up until junior high without running water, without electricity, living off the land, eating a lot of good protein. Um, So all those things helped me. I grew up around a lot of wildlife, Kodiak bears walking around our house, um, I grew up on the ocean, fishing, on a boat all the time. So all those things are, I'm totally comfortable with, but I don't know anything about snakes. I know nothing about snakes. So I'm loading my laundry, and I see something move to my right, and I just kind of turn, and there's like a five-foot snake in my family room. Wow. No idea where it comes from. So I just, you know, it had a little tongue that was going in and out, and I didn't know if it was poisonous or not because I have just no idea. Um, of course, I posted on Facebook, and I sent the picture to my husband first, and I said, is this an emergency that will allow you to come home from work? And he said, I'll be right there. Oh, no. <laughs> and he was actually oh, no. he was home within about 15 minutes, and it's usually a 20-minute drive, so. I was happy for that. Okay, I was gonna say, so how finish the story. How did we get the snake out of the house and relocated or whatever happened to it? Superman. Oh my goodness. I had to keep my eyes on it until he got there. And then once he caught it, which he grabbed he just grabbed a blanket off the sofa, he caught it. Um, he brought it a ways away from the house. And when I showed my daughter kind of where he brought it, she's like, by my bus stop? But that wasn't intentional. (laughs) But he did a little catch and release because he wasn't trying to, he's not really into killing animals. So he did let it go, though, and he's not really afraid of animals. So, again, I'm so thankful for him. Well, there you go. Room into the (laughs) for real, because I was not about to catch that snake, and it was fast too. There was a time when it went underneath the sofa, underneath the trophy case, and he had to reach under there and grab it. Oh no! Oh my gosh! (laughs) I, I feel you though. Not so much with snakes, but my pain comes with bats. I could, I I maybe could have handled a snake, but not a bat. I I I can't do it, and that's a story for another time, because this is about you. But oh, <laughs> it was traumatic, oh, and I've had now, to, hold on. I've hold had on, to mingle with bats a couple different times. Hold on, before we go any further, because I I I have a, another part to this story because Uh-oh. when I was watching it, 
the video, I was shocked because when she said, I, I thought it was a four-foot snake. I had no idea it was five, but wow, that's even bigger. But uh, we were actually reading his article he had in his magazine where he made the cover. And one of the questions in the magazine was, you know, what do you consider this man? You know, like a, a man of steel or a superman? And I said, well, he's definitely living up to that reputation by carrying that snake out of the house. So that was awesome, and a lot of people really got to, to see just how much of a Superman he really is. Yeah, he's not afraid of too much. And at least, you know, <laughs> most men will say they're not, but I've really seen true. seen him in action. So, <laughs> so he is true, true. He's a true true. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Now, Loretta, you are a natural pro athlete, um, figure athlete, I'll say, and we've already got some listener questions coming in. So our fans, um, your fans, definitely paying attention to what you're doing. Um, Mark is wanting to know, how would you describe a figure look? So what do you consider to be a figure physique, and why did you choose figure Great question. Well, I would say figure kind of chose me because I did start out in a bikini. I won my very first bikini competition, and I won overall um, at a natural show in Alaska. And I did another show two weeks later, and in that two weeks I didn't have a cheat meal. I went in as hard as I could, and I came in too hard. Like, that was really, like, I was as, as ripped as I was at the Yorton, probably not with as much muscle, of course, but it was just too hard of a look. And I think just as you grow and develop, you realize that more is not always better, especially when it comes to bikini and what they're looking for in bikini. And I wasn't really comfortable making the transition right away, but... I geared up for it and gave myself about a year of training and trying to build my back because I'm naturally very narrow and decided to go to go for it because I, I do naturally have very built legs and I loved working legs hard and heavy and volume. So if I was to continue between, I would have to do a ton of cardio and I'm not about that life, although I can do it when I have to when I'm coming to a show. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as far as figure, I felt like I did come in where I needed to be. And I do like more full muscle. I think I was able to bring that. I would like to bring that a little bit more and hopefully – my next show, I'll come in even, you know, with more fullness in my back and a few areas that I'm looking to in, to improve. But figure as far as the look is defined. You know, you definitely want to see cuts, but not striations all over. You don't want to look depleted on stage. You want to have nice fullness and feminine muscle. It's kind of the Barbie of bodybuilding. It's it's not physique, not bodybuilding. It's very feminine, and not that physique and bodybuilding can't be feminine, but 
it's more of um, a look that is defined by not having those striations that physique and bodybuilding do, but definitely having a lot more cuts than bikini, of course, and a lot more size than bikini. Now, I look at your physique, and in, in listening to, you know, it, it's phenomenal, and you still have goals on how you want to improve, but I almost feel like, my gosh, if you got any, I guess, fuller or bigger, I almost feel like that you you would be a strong contender in physique. But, um, you know, sometimes you find your niche, and that's your niche, and that's where you want to be, and bumping up is not something that we even really consider sometimes, whereas other athletes do. But, I mean, do you feel like you are um, nearing a physique, physique or, or, or do you think you're still a ways away from that? I think you're, like, right there, but that's just me. Well, you know, when I started – bodybuilding when I started with my first competition in bikini uh, and that was six years ago I would always look at the figure competitors and go there's not much difference between bikini and figure and now those lines have been drawn where there's a huge difference well I mean there are some people on the edge that are still competitive in both because they have great symmetry great leanness great stage presence but you will see that between figure and physique, there's, you know, they're very, very close. Where it used to be bikini and figure were very close as far as body type. Um, I do know that my legs are probably bigger than a lot of the pro physique competitors. I don't know. I can't say my back really is for my height. I mean, I could say... My muscle size is is good when I'm compared to someone who's five foot two or five foot three. But for me to fill out my physique in order to compete in a more muscular division, I think I'd have to put on a bit more mass because I'm five foot ten. I'm tall. <laughs> You are tall, and you're actually reading our minds because Grace was wondering how tall you are. She's like, she looks like an Amazon. And, when you know, when you put on five-inch heels, <laughs> that makes a big difference too. Um, so real quick, so you've hit on all of the questions that I had and that Grace had. Um, one more follow-up from Mark. So he um, is, is keying into your description of what you feel figure physique is and so basically when you're talking about the muscles and the striations to keep things in simple terms you would say a figure physique is not soft it is a harder look yes it is a harder look for sure and things have definitely changed like I said you know you look at um, even in different organizations five and six years ago those that were winning in figure or professional figure didn't have quite the hard look as they do now. And then it differs a little bit, too, from organization to organization. I see ICE and uh, OCB really lean towards that uh, lean look. I mean, you have to be conditioned as far as 
figure competitor, where some organizations might lean more towards size, um, but I really feel like certain organizations will lean more towards conditioning. And as I've came to compete in OCB and start understanding and researching, I look at different winners of different shows and, you know, I try to do my research as well. I'm seeing that I need to come in conditioned in order to win. Well, that's not an easy thing. It's not easy at all. And and with you being at your height, because uh, Geraldine is talking about with that much height, how how hard is it to fill up that muscle to take up that space on stage? Because that's not easy when you're standing next to a, com- a more compact a competitor that can basically fill their bodies out a, l- a little more. Uh, I don't want to say easy. They still have to do the work. But there's a lot that goes into basically taking up that space with that uh, longer muscle. How did you manage that? And uh, Geraldine's really wanting to know because she's about six foot is what she's saying. I think five eleven, six foot, and she's saying it's very hard for her to have that symmetry and fullness with her height. So how did you manage that? Well, I think it really helps that I'm lifting with my husband a lot, and he lifts heavy, so I get half my workout picking up dumbbells to sit on his knees when he's doing chest presses with dumbbells (laughs) or, you know, do different things. But he's also pushing me. And I think some of the women um, that I see that are very successful are not necessarily lifting with men, but they're they're lifting heavy. And I try to lift my heaviest considering, you know, I'm 41 and I have a couple of uh, vertebrae that, you know, have – some degeneration just because um, of past injuries, not weightlifting um, related, but I have to work with injuries and I have to work with certain things. But otherwise, I just try to lift my heaviest, and I know that I'm not going to bulk up so huge just because I'm lifting my heaviest. So I do a combination of lifting heavy and then also volume. So lots of burnout sets and drop sets. And last season, I don't do much cardio. I try to focus on, you know, eating clean and then also, you know, using my calories for building muscle. So I'm not putting on excessive weight off season, but I'm just using most of my calories that I can for building. And it's not a fast process. You know, I've I've been lifting five days a week on average probably for the past six years. And before that, on and off, but not consistently. So consistently for the past six years. And I think it's just, you know, you can't speed up the process. And as far as height, I know it's crazy because I've gone into shows with my goal weight being 150 pounds. My goal weight for this show was 145 and I came in maybe 143. And a lot of times I'm competing against um, women who, I've actually competed against women who told me their goal stage weight is 95 pounds. And they're 4 foot 11, 5 feet tall, 4 foot 11. And they have muscle and they look like solid figure competitors, but they're tiny and compact. So 
my size and their size on stage looks, you know, it looks so different, but in the pro category, it's usually all heights against each other. So it gives, you know, it makes it very tough for the judges. It really does. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And so transitioning to the Yorton, that was one of the nice things I think is that there were just so many pro competitors that they were able to divide mm. you into classes. Um, so, I mean, and it, it, it does make it more comparable when you are able to do that. And that, I mean, I, I definitely want to hear more about the competitive atmosphere at the York because it was such a large show and it's such a, um, you know, just well-known, renowned show, and just as you can tell by the number that it drew, that it's it is the show that many many athletes strive to be at. You were there, and so while you're thinking of how you want to be able to share with us what your experience was like at the Yorton, Tanisha has a question that marries perfectly with it, um, and she's wanting to know how tough is it going up against the best of the best at the bigger shows. So, I mean, I think that describes the Yorton to a T. So kind of just lay it on us. What was your experience like, and how tough is it going up against the best of the best? Well, bodybuilding is kind of a mix between objective and subjective. So it is tough. All you can do is bring your best package. And I want to say most of the judges try to do their best. And as much as people think sometimes, oh, it's all about politics or it's about this or that, I can say that I came into OCB just last May and have competed with OCB four times. And I didn't know any of the judges. You know, I didn't know... Um, the organization really very much at all. I didn't have any type of sponsor ties or anything like that. And I've been able to be successful. So I can say that I don't feel like the judges, it was like that type of atmosphere where it was all about politics. And I always do feel that way, that it's all about myself and bringing my best package. And I place lower than I wanted to in the past and of course you don't always win but I've never really necessarily seen that on on the judges or on you know my competition I really came into it as it's me against me like all I can bring is the best me and the rest is in God's hands and so well there you go that's really, I like that that's really all you can do. My mom used to always tell me that, like, all you can do is do your best and the rest is in God's hands. And mm-hmm. so that's all I could do. I could try to bring the best package from my suit to my hair, my makeup, the best conditioning, working the hardest, staying true to my um, nutrition. As far as the atmosphere backstage, Everyone is so helpful and so nice. And for those that haven't competed yet, are interested in competing, you know, before I ever did compete, I thought, well, it's probably going to be very catty back there, people glaring at each other, people, you know, are there for competition. And 
I was very competitive my first couple of years competing and and didn't not necessarily um you know, I met a lot of great people but I think now I'm to the point where I realize it is just me against me. And I think most of the women at the pro level are that way, where they know it's not about having anything against the next competitor. All you can do is bring your best, and if the judges like you, they like you. And it's not really about the judges liking you, but if you bring the best package, you bring the best package. It's not about who's next to you, you know? Well, that, to me, that goes hand in hand because the judge ain't going to like you if you don't bring your best package. So mm-hmm. I, I right. think they kind of go neck and neck. Like, I, I get, you know, we we say things, but I was like, well, wait a minute. Because, you know, like, it, it, it it's, to me, it's like one does the other and the other one does the same. Because if, if we're bringing our best package, the judge is supposed to look at you and the judge is supposed to smile because, hey, you got it right. And that's what I especially, and Des can uh, speak for this as well, being in the the judges' seat, you do have an understanding of what is expected. Uh, If you've done your homework and research on the criteria, you definitely need to know what is expected on stage and have a visual of it. When you have someone matching that, there is going to be a smile on your face because there's plenty of times, like you said, where there was confusion, and a lot of times competitors... Uh, came in, in in the wrong class and they didn't get it right, and so you had a great-looking figure competitor stepping on a bikini stage. Well, they're not going to do well yeah. because they didn't match the criteria. So, you know, if, when we see those things happen and, and the person gets it right and everything's lined up, that's what we expect. So, yeah, we're, we're going to like it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, with, you, with your look, it's easy to like it because you get what you're supposed to do and, you you know, you match your height with symmetry and fullness. So all those things are, are, are pleasing because we know the right person is, is going to win. And that's always a beautiful thing. Uh, Des, do you have anything on that? No, I think you got it. Okay. Hey, yeah, I wow. absolutely agree. Des? <laughs> no, I do absolutely agree. And I probably didn't say that correctly as far as the judges are going to like you, but if the judges score you well, you know, it's all about you. And sometimes, you know, you see other physiques backstage and, you know, you might not be thinking that one of them is your competition when they are. And when you're lined up on stage looking at the audience, you don't see yourself compared to that person. That's right. The audience sees so true. You know, you don't know how you look compared to that person. So, mm-hmm. I mean, all you can do is bring your best. And then, you know, from there, that's it. You know, you put all your work in, and hopefully it's, it's enough. Well, a, a true competitor is their own worst critic, and we all suffer yeah. from it. God knows. God knows we do. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Know, I will tell oh. you, that's actually another topic, something I was just talking to my husband about, is it? it's truly – a sport where you can constantly improve. And I can't say I have bad genetics. I don't have bad genetics, but naturally I don't have certain things that other competitors have. And Medina, who is one of the main judges with OCB, she did a review on uh, YouTube of the Figure Pro Yorton class. And she was a little bit critical of me 
um, from this last show, but in a good way, in a good way that I understood because she was saying, you know, I don't know if I liked her poses, but she knows how to pose for her body type and she's posing for how she has to pose. Well, I have a very long torso. I might be five foot ten, but I don't have long legs as long as, you know, some five foot ten women might have. And um, I don't have long arms either. So my arms are going to be out or if they're coming too close to my body, they're going to hide my lats. I've tried it many different ways. So all I can do is pose the best for my body type. But it's true. We all question ourselves. We're all, you know, our most, you know, critical fans, I would say, because in some ways, you know, as much confidence as I have, and there's many, many competitors out there that have the same thing. Well, my legs are too small. Well, you know, my body shape is different. Sometimes you have someone with two different body types. When they come in conditioned, they look like they have the exact same body type. One might lean out last in their legs. One might lean out last in their abs. You know, for me, I'm asking myself, well, am I four, I'm 41. Is it worth putting all my heart into these few months. Like, it's a lot of work. You know, I can't change my body type. Am I ever going to be able to, you know, reach my full goals with this body? So, you know, it does give me confidence after the show, seeing that, yes, you can do it with the work ethic and the practice and it's doable no matter what body type you have to keep improving. Um, I might not say that in 10 years, but still, you know, 41 is not as old as it used to be when I was 20 and looking at 40-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> well, why do you think that, considering that both, both Kaylin and I are older than you are? <laughs> so that's good. But I, I right. totally get, get me. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I always have a year that, that I. Go ahead. Oh, I was saying, but tell me, when you were 21, you didn't look at 40 year olds and go, wow, they're old. No, no, I totally get it. And I do. And my kids do the <laughs> same thing. But what I was going to say is, I always have a year that I would never want to be younger then again so you know everybody's like oh I wish I were 18 again you know so I always have this year but you know what the older I get the older that year gets too because I'm like oh my gosh I would never want to be younger than 30 (laughs) not at this stage in my life not knowing what I know so I mean I totally I totally get it and no 40 is not as old as you know I once thought it was or you know a lot of people think it is so it's not ancient it's prime of life folks and, well, can I and jump in you know what? You can jump in on that. Yeah, because here's the thing. When when I was growing up, there was a lot of sedentary living, and I just did not want to be that sedentary person, you know. But, my, you know, I think being around active people and being around more active people, your body doesn't suffer the, 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 the you know, the strain of inactivity. And I think because we stay so active, you know, we we don't have that feeling we thought we would have at that age watching people that were inactive. So you know, it, it's a yeah. it's a definite it's a yeah. definite different dynamic. 
and I think we were afraid of the suffering of being enacted. And that was why I never wanted to get to that age. And then when I got there, I was like, wow, that, that didn't take long at all. But here we are, and we're still doing an active lifestyle, and so you don't feel the things they talked about when we were growing up, you know, like, oh, this knee and this hip and old Arthur sticking in the house, you know, and, it, and so those things get stuck. You know, it's like those those aren't a part of our daily living, and I think that's what brings the, the better part of natural lifting out is that, you know, you have people that are vibrant, in their 60s. I mean, we've seen, and I'm, I'm so jealous with her, her good friend from Peoria, but, you know, and it's just watching how they live is what gives us a reason to know that it's possible. Absolutely. Natural bodybuilding has so much longevity, and that's what I love about it. I mean, I will tell you that my very first show I had a couple people at my gym saying, I can get you this and I can get you that if you're doing a show. And I was like, what is that? And I looked them up and, you know, the side effects, possible death. What was it? Yeah. Mm. You know, and I'm looking at it going, why would I risk my health and my life for a trophy when I have exactly. a daughter? When I have a child to raise, you know, when I have other things that are more important than a trophy. Yes. You know, your body can be a trophy. You know, your body can continue to be a trophy. You're not going to have a bulging gut. You're not going to have all these different side effects that you would, you know, using growth hormones if you stay natural. So that's a beautiful thing as we age. You know, natural bodybuilding has a lot more longevity. Yes. Amen to that. Amen to that. And um, quick side note here, um, some friends of yours, Mark South and Tenika Heinemann, they're wishing you well, sending lots of hearts. Um, Tenika oh, says okay. you are gorgeous, and she's sending all of her love to you and the brick. I'm assuming that's referring to Truman. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Is the brick one yes. of his many nicknames? It sure is. The brick is his nickname. Well, and true, oh true is his nickname, but his, it's, yeah. you know, Truman. But Tenika also looked amazing at Natural Olympia, and I was I was watching that, looking at the pictures, and I do agree with, the uh, recap of Natural Olympia that was the video that was posted on Inside Natural Bodybuilding. And I feel like Tanika should have placed higher. But it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. You know? Yep. We've been. Yep. And, she, and you know, yeah. we just had her on last speak with uh, Eric Lipton and Mark South, and it was pre-show, so she hadn't quite competed yet, so we didn't have those results. Um, but, you know, we, we, have, we have heard some sentiments along those lines. And, um, you know, what can, what can you say? We weren't in the judge's seat, yeah. but we all have our personal opinions, and we're all, you know, Tenica fans. So 
Love. I mean, and she's fantastic regardless. She's another one of those athletes just like you um, that just always, anytime you see one of you on stage, it's, it's just pretty much flawless as far as I'm concerned. So it's just a lot of fun to watch athletes of that nature. So anyway, yeah, I got to compete with her on stage a few years back. And um, I got to hear about this. Yeah, well, she's just such a positive person. I think, I believe I got third at Natural Olympia, and she got second. Um, But, you know, she was just so great to talk to and hang out with backstage. And, you know, I've met up with her every year at Natural Olympia, even when I wasn't competing there anymore. I've been able to go there and support my husband. So I've been able to catch up with her and her beautiful daughter and husband. So I'm definitely missing the the family there this year, even though, um, you know, I've kind of gone my own way. Well, <laughs> no, go ahead, Dad. No, I was just gonna say. Um, so you in the the I'm swinging back around to <laughs> to Larita's cup competitive year this year. I mean, you've been pretty much riding high over the past couple of years. I mean, placing in the top first or second spot pretty consistently in any in any competition that you've placed in. This year you've been competing um quite a bit, stretched out a little bit, um, so you could compete with um Truman on stage again and that's always exciting. Glad to see you guys continuing on in that tradition. Um but what I mean you want to improve a gotcha, but what's next? Are we gonna see you again next year or are you taking some more time off to con- to work on those improvements that you talked about earlier? Well, I'm definitely planning on taking some time off to work on, you know, any improvements that I can just well, we take got a lot of time off. Yes. Well, <laughs> I'm planning on competing this next year at Yorton Cup. But I just want to go in fresh, give myself a good, you know, lengthy prep, but also take the time off I need before then. And the funny thing is, as I was telling Desiree, is this year I said I wasn't going to compete until Yorton Cup. Well, come April and May, I say May, May my husband started uh, prepping for July shows. And I'm eating the same thing as he's eating. And I'm going, hey, I lost two pounds. Hey, I lost another pound. Wow, I'm looking pretty pretty decent. Just because I'm, I'm eating all the same things he's eating because I'm not going to prep different meals. And so I, I miss competing with him. And I said, I think I'll just do your show with you. So I did. And because the... Uh, OCB Harrisburg uh, Pro Show was lined up within a week of his. I made that my main goal, and I competed with him. And then right before Yorton Cup, another show kind of popped up in my radar, and I had a client that was competing at that show, and I was going to drive down to North Carolina to support him. And I said, you know what? 
someone lose four weeks from your and I'll just jump in that show because I'm already to my goal weight of most shows. And my Yorton goal weight is a little bit lower, but I'm already there, so I'm just going to go have a warm-up. And I was able to win that show. So when I came into this year, 2018, I said, I'm going to take the whole year off and compete at Yorton. And then I just competed five times. (laughs) (laughs) So my pledge to myself and my family is to try to take some time off this year and just wait for Yorton. But, you know, okay, I've seen, I've actually seen you compete live, and and I was, uh, I was really happy with that because, I, like I said, you're one of the – you have a way where you grace the stage and you're a pro, you know, hands down, and and you show it. And I think that's what more and more people in attendance – because, you know, I, well, the one thing I'm loving is that the, the crowd attendance has drastically improved over the years because they're actually seeing uh, competitors that actually, you know, present themselves well and represent the sport well as well. But one of the things that one of the byproducts of that is that, you know, when they get to see a professional natural athlete, they realize, you know, this is something that uh, does gain garner attention, but it also is something that can draw them in to want to be more healthy and fit. Because one of the drawbacks to having the enhanced reality is that, you know, you have to buy the drugs and it could kill you. So this is something that a lot of people are saying, you know, I'll, I'll stay away from it because they have to be on something to look that way. And sadly, you know, that they think the same thing about us at some point because they look at these physiques and they say, well, they can't be done. You know, I, I can't do that. And I said, well, that that could be true. But that's not a fact because a lot of us are natural athletes and we have started from somewhere we said the same and similar thing other than accusing people of always being on drugs. So, Lorena, when you when you have that understanding of that you're basically motivating people to be more healthy and fit, how does that drive and motivate you as a competitor, as a coach, and basically as a person that's wrapped around health? That's really what I live for. I mean, I really want my daughter to see the work that goes into obtaining a goal and it's not like, well, I'm going to get ready for this this week and work really hard this week. It's methodical. It's preparation. It's a year or two years out. It's being consistent day after day for years, for months and years. It's, you know, being disciplined and making discipline a habit. So I want to teach her that. And another big goal of mine is to show Native women, Alaska Native women, that it's possible, you know, to be strong, to be healthy. There's a lot of beautiful, healthy Alaska Native women. But we also have a culture of alcoholism, diabetes, you know, so many other things, and so there's that, and I also have a lot of motivation that I gain, and I also give back. It's a two-way street from my clients and 
people in the gym that I meet and talk to and, you know, the people on social media that follow me and I follow them. So that's a two-way street. I mean, I gain motivation when I see people's gains and people losing weight and choosing healthy habits. But all in all, um, that's what I live for. So I would say that is my number one goal when I compete is to be able to show other young women and other women and even other men that it's possible, you know, to set yourself with a goal and stick to it. And really the only thing that's different between someone who's successful and someone that's not is time and consistency, you know. So Mm -hmm. there's so many people that you, you see going to the gym and it fades out. And then there's those people that start up at the gym and keep going and they're successful. So, I mean, it's just that consistency that's going to make them successful. And since I'm going on a rant about that, I'll tell my clients, like, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, sometimes it does matter. There's a perfect formula for different people as far as low-fat, um, low-carb, or high-fat and low-carb, you know, different macros, different diets that you can try. But usually the difference between someone who is successful and someone that's not is just being consistent with it. You have so many people jumping around from this to that with nutrition, trying this bad diet, with uh, working out, trying this and trying that. Find something and stick with it and give your body a chance to catch up. Because it didn't take you, you know, two months to gain all that weight or to get into those habits that you've been in. So it's not going to take you two months to be on stage competing at a pro-level show. So, you know, just give yourself time and consistency and make it a habit and, like, anything's possible. And that is... Yes, I want to give a big shout-out to my dad, who is down over, I think, 45 pounds now. Wow. And, um, you know, sometimes it's not different workout plans that you need. It's just that consistency. And he's a good example of that because I wrote him a workout plan that was three days a week. And it was legs. And then shoulders and uh, let's see, chest and shoulders together, and then back and arms together. So a three-day plan. And he started doing that plan twice a week and taking one day off. And I would ask him, "Do you need another plan?" Because I really like to challenge my clients or you know people I'm working with and help them like shock their body and try new things so that. Their body is always, you know, growing as far as, you know, especially if they're doing a show. But for him, he's like, no, this is good. I'm pushing myself, getting higher weight. And that's all he did. He did that those three workouts for the last maybe six months, since April. The end of April, I was in Alaska and brought him to the gym, and we went through them. 
suspension. He hasn't stopped, and he's 45 pounds down. So it's possible. Just don't make it too confusing. Just be consistent, you know? We know. We like it. And words to live by, <laughs> be consistent. And uh, I know that uh, you've got to uh, jump off the line here so you can go be with Ravina. But we do have one last question we'd like to wrap with. And this one is from Bill. Oh. And he's asking, how cool, how cool is it to have Grace the same magazine cover as your husband and daughter? Oh, I know, I know. Well, my daughter's turning 13 this year, and we sent some photos in when Beverly International had interviewed my husband, and we didn't expect for him to be on the cover, first of all, and we didn't expect that picture to be on the cover. It was kind of like a candid backstage picture where she was just chilling backstage, and he comes back, and the, the photographer caught it. It wasn't planned, and so me that was just an amazing contrast of you know my daughter just hanging out backstage and him looking ferocious backstage ready to jump on stage and I just loved it so we weren't even expecting that but it's an amazing feeling and I do love Beverly International as well they've just been great Um, I love P for P for P, I got to work with you guys for I don't know how many years now, and just a wonderful team and so supportive of natural bodybuilding community, just like Beverly International. And it's these type of businesses that the natural bodybuilding community needs to support because you guys are supporting us, and it's it's really appreciated. Well, it is our pleasure, and we love it. And I just want to say thank you so much um, for your time and sharing with us tonight and lots of folks in listener land sending you hearts and loving you up as well. So just thanks a lot, and, uh, you know, have a great off-season. We'll be looking for you to see if you uh, if you repeat at Yort next year along with all the great stuff that you continue to do. So Thank you much, ma'am, and uh, have a yes, fantastic evening. So okay, we'll so. do, and you all out there have a great evening, too. Thanks, too. Kaylin. Thanks, Desiree. You know it, ladies. Have a good night. All right, time to nap. <laughs> Bye-bye. Woo. Love, love, love. Love yes. it. No doubt. Wow. <sighs> How cool is that? To have a good stuff, a you know, she's just very, very And good. it's a big, a family affair. Yep. And, um, you know, we just had some very hold, – hold that thought there just for a second, and then we'll get to the speaking of, otherwise I'll forget my memory these days as yes, host. But just some really very genuine – folks on the last couple of shows. And that's not to say that the people we have on the air aren't genuine, but, uh, you know, really with these last two, I mean, what you hear is what you get. (laughs) I'd like to say what you see is what you get, but this is radio. (laughs) So anyway, that's all I had. What's up, KP? (laughs) Well, I was going to segue from the magazine cover to some uh, recent news that we just learned. 
All right. Please Iron. do. Stay away. Iron Man. And I'm not talking about Iron Marvel Comics. Iron Man. Okay. Well, lay it out for us. It's a preview. You're supposed to go, oh, that's right. Oh, my God. Oh, that's right, Kaylin. Oh, my gosh. There we go. The purchase of the (laughs) Iron Man magazine coming to the natural community. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That's right. You you know, sometimes you have to give me a little bit more of a clue. And I'm thinking Iron Man the movie, not the magazine. So I'm like, what is he talking about? But, yes, um, Diddy Kekos and his organization, INBA, PMBA, just purchased Iron Man magazine. So that is going to be flying um, under their flag going forward and just covering what's what in natural bodybuilding. Big, big news. Big. Big. big That's awesome. Yes. Yes. Uh, international magazine and international competitors. I'm interested, very interested to see how that format's going to plan out. I know Eric uh, Lipton would be a great person since he's already doing writing. Anyways, I'd love to see some of his articles in there and see, you know, just who else is going to be involved. So, you know, I got my ears and eyes open, and I'm I'm, I'm very excited for what that, what's going to happen with that. Yeah, excited to see that too. Then you've got Beverly International and Phonetics Magazine, so three great publications uh, featuring natty athletes. So check them out, them, get all of the latest right then and there. Um, and with that being said, thanks for the reminder of that, KP. That's all I got. What do you got? That's all you got I a got. snickerdoodle shop? That's all you oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> especially since we had that great dessert, and, you know, that came out. So, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling real good about that. <laughs> yes. yes. I'm glad that Snickerdoodle finally joined the ranks of chocolate as far as protein cheesecake. Oh, here we go. I know it. I know it. I Welcome, welcome to the community, to the cheesecake community, Snickerdoodle. So, oh, you know, I think we should just call you the Snickerdoodle team. I think you need a T-shirt, a crown, a scepter, a robe, the whole deal. I might have to to talk with you. No, I was going to say about making that a I think you, I mean, you are the epitome of snickerdoodle royalty. Now we just need to find you a cookie. I would be honored to be on the container. Yeah, replace the cookie with me. Yeah. I'm I'm just a sweetie. (laughs) So, yeah, there we go. (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, but it could happen. It could, it could happen. happen, especially if you get up on that P for P undefeated stage and win. Oh my! Yes. Oh my! Wow! I I'm yes. thinking about. It. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Ooh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. So on that note, on behalf of Kaylin, myself, and the boys from P4P Muscle, and, of course, Snickerdoodle is Snickerfoodle, but hashtag chocolate way for the win. Your body is Yay. beautiful. Build it. <laughs> All right, baby doll. Let's go have some of this fantastic food. <laughs> You're still on, this. <laughs> oh, am I? 
All right, with my daughter yes. Trinity. <laughs> my daughter Trinity <laughs> made 